Hi everyone, it's Jack from the pod here. Um, just a quick note to let you know that you know this pod is for entertainment purposes. You know, and these are these are our opinions, um, and it's yeah, it's just here to have some fun and hopefully you know provide some insight. So don't take this too seriously, um, and please keep that in mind when you're listening. Thank you very much. Enjoy the podcast. from the backseat football podcast and what a momentous podcast this one is going to be i hope you enjoyed our bespoke intro uh that is in honor of the fact that this is the first time since me and jack have started recording these that liverpool and arsenal have faced off and i'm proud to say it went one way which we're going to jump into so i've got a a kind of morose jack with me today how are you doing jack i've never been better mate you know, the only the only way is up. We got City this weekend. We go again. <laughs> What's the worst that could happen? <laughs> so, to be expected, we have a lot to discuss in regards to the game between Arsenal and Liverpool. Maybe not so much for the other games, but you'll have to stay and tune in and find out. But without further ado, I think it's only right that we jump into this one. Arsenal 3, Liverpool 2, live at the Emirates. I'm going to... Obviously, I've got a lot to say too, but I'm going to let you go. Get your get your pot out first. It was an interesting game, wasn't it? I think the, the scoreline sums it up for me anyway quite well. I thought it was a good game. I'll be honest, I think the scoreline makes it seem like it was closer than it was. I felt like Arsenal were relatively comfortable throughout the whole game, but mm. they get a bit nervous. They got a bit nervous every time they scored a goal, basically, and retreated a little bit. So there's still a bit of angst around Agreed, either man. playing Liverpool or playing big teams in general where they're not used to being ahead and they still need to have that experience of you know being dominant and continuing to be brave it's easier to attack when you have to right and you don't have to think about it but on a broader on a broader point it's the best fixture in the Premier League the most goals of any fixture end-to-end attacking football I don't think there's been a nil-nil for years and years and years and there's a lot of intensity in the match like it's quite quite spicy it's quite feisty surprisingly but yeah Overall, for the neutral, best game of the season, and it wasn't as bad as I thought it would be from a new, from a Liverpool perspective. I was expecting worse. I love how far you've fallen. Only fourteen points behind us for ten games played, but it's fucking not ridiculous. Not, isn't not it? too bad, eh? <laughs> Never thought we'd be in this situation. It should be roles reversed. I mean, for my part, I certainly felt nervous, and I think every Arsenal fan, probably every Arsenal player, felt nervous going into this game. We always get hammered by Liverpool. I actually can't remember the last time we've beaten Liverpool. It must be pre-2018, honestly. I can't think of the last time we got a result against you guys. So, the first, obviously, a goal before the first minute, it changed Standard. the whole kind of... It, you know, the crowd got up on their feet. You know, we thought, fucking hell, we're going to do this, boys. We're going to do this. Um, but as you quite correctly said, we actually kind of retreated once that goal went in. Um, I felt like, initially... Maybe it's just to do with your new four-two-three-one, but you you sat very deep. I was expecting a nice high line for Martinelli to expose time and time again, but you did sit quite deep. Maybe in the first half hour, when you actually took more control of the game, um, 
so that was interesting to see. We obviously set up with four centre backs, which is the first time we've done that. So a really narrow kind of setup at the back. And I guess Tommy Asu on the left. Bear in mind this was Tommy Asu's first start since May. I guess the idea was because he's a right footed player but can play left back, it just neutralises Salah's ability to cut in on his left mm. and force him out wide. And I think that worked really well actually. I mean obviously Salah hasn't been on top form so far this season, but he really wasn't in the game. Didn't have a sniff. No, not really. Unfortunately, another quiet showing from him. Um, not the only problem, but I thought Liverpool was okay. I thought there were periods where we looked quite like ourselves, like in the second half of the first half, which is a very confusing statement, but <laughs> the second half of the first half, like all the Liverpool players were in the Arsenal half at one point and it felt yeah, very uh, yeah. normal, you know, just watching the centre-backs slowly inch up and inch up and compress the space. I think that was more muscle memory than anything because then we went back to being nervous and rubbish and not defending very well. I mean, the first shot, first minute and first goal was like so sad and so typical. If you If you Good were going to put a bet on of the easiest bet, it would be someone's going to get in behind Trent we're going to concede We've the first goal. We've been calling goal, it for weeks. And it'll be within I the first you. 10 minutes. And, of it, course. It's long been touted, hasn't it? Martinelli up against Trent, the current uh, form Even of Trent, when Trent's good, it's, Martinelli makes him look bad. So now that he's playing really badly, I was very nervous. I thought maybe we wouldn't play him, to be honest. I... Okay, so let's talk about Trent real quick. Yes, defensively, he was suspect for two of the goals, the, the first two goals that we scored. But arguably, you wouldn't have scored your first goal without Trent's kind of passing from that right-hand side. Now, it wasn't the best pass, but it caused enough confusion for, for Gabriel to kind of nudge it into Diaz's path, wasn't it? Um, yeah. And that is kind of the argument with Trent, isn't it? It's like, we said it last week, you will give up certain defensive aspects of his game in order to, to take the, the offensive stuff. It's just... It's too lopsided, you know. Liverpool, they, the the rest of Liverpool's defense can't cover Trent in the same way that they have done in previous seasons. Um, but I do think it's a bit harsh on the flack he gets. You know, he was pulled well out yeah. of position, but I mean, Martinelli's done that to many a fullback already this season. Martinelli looks really good. He's really, really good. I feel like this is his breakout season this season because he's been mm-hmm. simmering for a while, but then he gets injured or he goes out of the team. But I think he's quietly becoming the most informed attacker now. Jesus has cooled down a bit. Saka's just still getting to like his top level. I feel like there's more from Saka. But Martinelli looks mm-hmm. really, really good at the moment. So, yeah. No yeah. problem from me. I mean, Martinelli, what is it? I think it's 10 goal involvements from his last 14 games. And That's his XG good. for the season is 2.4, but he scored four. So, that just gives you an idea that he is definitely, you know, excelling at the moment. And I think the stats will come. You know, I think his stats are probably actually a bit down for the amount of chances he creates over a 90 minutes. So, yeah, super exciting. And I read that it's looking positive for a contract extension for him. I think that's that's key. That is so key. Him and Saka and Saliba. You got it sorted, mate. You got it sorted. Oh, I feel like we'll extend two out of the three. I think Saliba could be off at the end of the season, but I think that's the best. I don't think Arsenal so. Fan, I, I reckon, don't know. I don't I think he'll sign a new time. one, though. He's got one year left at the end of this year. If he carries on this form, Real Madrid, PSG, anyone come in. And he's got all the leverage. Maybe anyway. PSG. Yeah, I could see that. I don't know. I, th- I think he seems happy. He's getting the love. I reckon, he's getting I reckon... the love, and that might go a long way. But if we if we just got two out of the three extended, then that'd be that'd be top stuff for us. We can look to build to the future. But anyway, let's get down to. So we covered Martinelli's goal, and then your yeah. goal came, and I thought Darwin and 
Diaz, the two most likely Liverpool players to actually do something. And they did for the first goal. It was a lovely combination. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we touched on it briefly. Gabriel kind of knocked it into Diaz's path. But the anticipation for him to get there was crazy. Crazy for me. Yeah. Diaz Diaz is really good, isn't he? Like, yeah. Once he went off, player. I felt a lot more confident. Yeah. He's he's so tricky and he's so direct, but he's also, he's like, he battles a lot. You know, he's not he's not scared to get physically hurt or anything like that. Considering he's quite slight, but he's a proper mm. like warrior. Basically, it's the word I'm going to use. Like he's the kind of person that he you would back him in these kind of fifty fifty challenges a lot more than he should. Um, but yeah, once he went off, we were we were in trouble because he has far outperformed any other attacker this season, including mm. Salah or anyone else. Maybe not he's for, been me, no, it up for but me. He's been one of the only form players, so now he's injured. I don't know how serious it is, but it's not looking good. I've so just had a look. I mean, we don't know for sure, but this I've seen the word months. Mm, so that's, that's that's bad. That's compounding major issues. Um, yeah, I thought Nunes had a good game on a brighter note. I thought he was pretty good. Mm-hmm. He was offside quite a lot, but I like that he makes those runs off the shoulder because Firmino likes to drop deep, and most of the, the play is kind of in front of defenders. That's how we played previously. So having someone who does pull them about a bit and just looks to be in the box, similar to what Haaland's doing, like just having an actual striker instead of a load of false nines does change the way you play. And I thought it was good that he got a goal. He needed that. So that he is one that positive. Yeah. I was happy well, for him. For the second, for Firmino's goal, it was, as you say, correctly said, his runs was the reason why that space opened up for Firmino. It just completely bamboozled. Both our centre-backs kind of went into the centre and had all these massive gaps because they didn't know who to cover. And you know Bobby Firmino, inevitable goal at the Emirates for Bobby yeah, Firmino, the bane of um, Arsenal. He does it every time. He literally can't do it against anyone else. But as soon no. as he's in the Emirates pitch, he's like, "I'm going to slot this." Honestly, <laughs> so annoying. I feel like at this point, probably like ten percent of all his goals ever are against Arsenal. It's, it's actually yeah, a joke. He's, he's not very prolific. Record. No, no. Record. I mean, if you looked at his stats against us against anyone else, he, 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 I don't know what Arsenal have done to offend him, but. No. Takes he it takes personally. it personally <laughs> every time, dude. Every time. Yeah. But I was thinking about... superstar. Oh, he yeah. could do it, but no, no. Unfortunately, even him. Well, in his imperial two two, it was anyone's game. But then you, again, you just kind of retreat. That's the difference with the Arsenal team this year. Is so we, we 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 take a knock. We you know you've got two equalizers. That'd be enough to finish us in previous seasons. But we just got up and went again. You know, like yep. fuck it, let's just go get another goal, and that's what happened. But let's talk about the second Arsenal goal. Because you were a bit unhappy about this in real time when we were texting yesterday, all came from a tactical foul from Martin Odegaard on the on the um, on the touchline. Oh imagine. yeah, pissing me off. I mean that challenge was anyway in slow mo. It looks a lot worse than it was. But yeah, it was, it, was, it was brilliant. I mean he was just trying to protect because protect I the actually break. I actually remember looking at it and I was just thinking like I noticed that okay I, this is this is a bit of a rant but basically last season. Liverpool had this ridiculously high defensive line for free kicks. It was way outside the box and it was quite innovative. Yeah. I notice that Arsenal do it now and most teams do it, so it's not really innovative. We've lost that kind of surprise element that we had. And I've, because I've thought about it a lot, I was like, there's no point just whipping this in because if Arsenal win it, they're not in their box. This is going like straight down the other end. And I was like, mm. so what, what is the actual play here? And I was thinking, like, is there even an advantage to be played from this free kick at this point? The only thing I can think of is just to just to play its feet and then just carry on the sort of slow. Well, possession. I mean that's that is down to Liverpool players' discretion, isn't it? They, yeah, they probably but, should have. Well, hindsight's a wonderful thing, but yeah, but it's just it's ironic that at this point, because of that ridiculously high line, getting a free kick in certain areas is probably actually 
more dangerous to concede a goal than score a goal. Feels like there's a higher percentage chance that you're going to concede from that free kick than score. Only if you defend as badly as you do. Well, I'm sorry. Well, that's I'm what I sorry mean. to say. <laughs> but but so we should be aware that we can't defend, so you know we should it's maybe true. be a bit safer. So I was I pretty, mean, look, I was Gabby Jesus collects the ball and then manages to get away from his. I don't know who his tackler was. Maybe it was Firmino or Yotta. Um, and then he just pings out wide to Martinelli, but it was still a two v one. He had a lot to do. The problem here, and I really don't want to pile it on Trent. But Hendo's covering that right-hand side. What what Trent needed to do was stay in the middle and be compact with Van Dijk. But what he's done is he's, he's he's cut across to Martinelli. So it's two of them. But then Martinelli's cut back and taken them both out of the game and suddenly you've got a 3v1 in the box. Mm. And I think that's that's the worry, isn't it? It's, it's just like Trent's just not really there. And because of the, the high-risk, high-reward kind of football that you guys play, especially with the defensive line, always going to be susceptible to that. Um, and it was telling that he got taken off at half time. I know Klopp said an injury, but I really do think he just pulled him I off. I think it was a mercy killing at that point because it I was. I think it was. It was a. It was mercy because he was. I feel like his head might be gone at the moment. I feel like he's never experienced. I mean, I can I can empathise. Similar to Harry Maguire, if you've got basically the whole world just saying you are rubbish at your job and you mm. are terrible, or even just constantly being debated about and like your game being picked apart week and then, by week. You know, every time you do something, which last season you were still doing, but no one really noticed because you were winning. And then suddenly, because it's all gone to shit this season, he's getting pulled up on everything, even things that aren't really that big of a deal that other players mm. do. And so I think he's just completely lost his self-confidence and even just the basics. He seems to not know what to do, like basic stuff like that. Yeah. That, that is not normal. That's someone panicking and thinking they need to go do something they don't need to do. Um, but I do think sometimes he brings it on himself because like, he doesn't track back very well. There was, you know, various times where more forward players have run past him to to get back in the box to defend. He's he is very lethargic in the box. I have to say. I feel like he just needs to be taken of the starting lineup for a bit, just just out of the spotlight because it's getting a bit much. And every I game, agree, but I think the problem worse. with doing that is, like I said, like for all his defensive suspects. This. that one goal the first goal that you scored came from his side I can't see Joe Gomez with the same confidence just pinging balls like that I know they're half chances but they create panic in our defence especially teams like us who play a high line too um, it's just a tough one isn't it he brings so it's such a defined role just for him that right back mm, slot it's, I think it's not conventional in the least is it no I think at the moment it's, it should be an easy choice because what we're doing is really not working like we're conceding every game in the same spot in between him and Matip every game it, mm. early as well really early so if we could not concede that's a really good start we have to go way back to go forward at this point mm. and I just, just don't know if Joe Gomez is the man well he's, you know, the, only one, he's the only one we've got mate well so. this this is the problem isn't it you know there is no yeah. there's never been a backup for Trent and this is the first time since he's come to prominence that maybe a backup's needed and I agree it must be hard I guess in Trent's situation, you've been told you're the new Cafu at 20 and you're backing up with performances. You know, you've got the the famous comeback against Barca where he was integral. Mm-hmm. You know, now he's considered a pro. And yeah, I guess, you know, the time is ticking. People really are picking up on the defensive liabilities and it doesn't help that it seems like every team in the Premier League knows how to play against Liverpool. Now. Yeah, unfortunately, we need to reinvent ourselves a bit. Everyone's clocked mm-hmm. on to what we do and also taking all the best things of what we do. Like I said about that ridiculous high line and all these yeah. things you know teams learn from each other so you have to be innovative constantly or doing new things 
like City mm-hmm. don't stand still. They don't do no. their trademark goal anymore of cutting to the line, do they? They've kind of changed how they play. And we're still trying to do a lot of the same things, but we're not even the best pressing team, not even like top 10 best pressing teams anymore. So no, what quite you a lot of reinvention. Yeah, we're mm-hmm. I do behind. Think, you know, let's say, I mean, we have to we have to assume that Klopp's, Klopp's going to last till next summer and he's going to have a chance to rebuild it. But I think a rebuild next, I think some big departures are needed next next summer. Yeah, I think agreed. it's now time to kind of re-energise the Liverpool team. Um, but anyway, let's not get too stuck on Liverpool because it's about Arsenal, all right? We fucking won this game, 3-2, all right? <laughs> See you later. Um, let's talk about the penalty. Let's be fair. What are your thoughts on the pen? I thought it was quite soft. I was surprised it wasn't overturned by VAR because it's so soft to me. I don't know if it was a case of the referees already made a decision, so... I like, can see why it was given. given. A penalty, they wouldn't have given a penalty, for example, but, but because a penalty was given, yeah. perhaps they just didn't want to overturn it. I I did think it was very soft. I mean, like it's fine. At least it's not like totally unbelievable. He has kicked him in the shin, but they're both going for the same ball. And yeah, and you Jesus know, clearly if flops. if Jesus did the same to him, it wouldn't be a foul. Would, would be my kind of argument. If you're not defending it's in his box yeah. or attacking, yeah, it wouldn't be flagged as anything major, would it? So. Mm. Yeah, and it's interesting because if you put it against Gabriel's handball in the first half, yeah, um, this weekend alone we've seen pretty much an exact replica of, of that given at Newcastle. I was very surprised that that didn't go to VAR to the monitor because I'm sure that would have been given if it went to the monitor. And yeah, because yeah. Dan Byrne had basically a very similar one given, that did frustrate me a bit because it was sort of tale of two penalties and neither went Liverpool's way. Not that Liverpool necessarily deserved the win, but fine margins mate you need a bit of luck sometimes when you're down in yeah, the yeah I mean my opinion is neither should have been a pen but it's the consistency that's infuriating because it, that that inconsistency opens it all up for debate because if one is a pen and one's not then it's really hard to distinguish what actually is the fucking rule yeah <laughs> um, I, say, I mean I don't yeah neither should have been a pen they've they smacked the ball as hard as you can and it's just hit Gabrielle's flailing arm but exactly but that's a lesson law a isn't it like, yeah, exactly. I don't like the law for the record. I don't. I don't want it to be a pen. But if you see them give it in the same weekend for the same thing, and yeah, then you can't help but think. Hmm. I honestly did feel my quality. You know, my, put my Arsenal bias at the door here. I really did think he was giving us the game. <laughs> I feel like every contentious decision went our way. Yeah, um, I mean, apart from at the end when I think he he realised his sins and just gave you an extra three minutes because why the fuck not? I did. I did wonder <laughs> that. I was like, what's he doing? Like, we're not going to score. Like. Just just call it. It's fine, uh, mate. You fucked it up already. Yeah. Just own it. And he's meant to be one of our best Mike Oliver, so it was a bit of a concern. But it went away. And the reverse fixture, if you play like that, I think you'll win, to be honest. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. But you really think you played that bad? I, I thought it was a very I thought, close I game. Thought, I thought it was a close game, but I think after Firmino's goal, I don't honestly know if we had another shot until 96 minutes. So that's a good half mm. an hour where you just had the ball and we didn't really do anything. Yeah, I think unfortunately true. the subs because we lost Diaz then we took off Salah and then we moved to like a four four two, which was weird we just lost all of the I don't know what Klopp was doing there Hendo on the right wing it just seemed honestly I think Klopp is kind of clutching for straws right now like he's yeah. running out of ways to get this team going yeah because like everyone's out of form at the same time and you can't just I mean he could he could just start throwing on a load of youth players but that seems very nuclear. Too early in the season, isn't it? Almost feel like that injury crisis you had during the pandemic. 
was actually an easier kind of situation to manage because it was more obvious what the problem was. Mm-hmm. It's not looking good, lessons. man. I, I, I worry good, about Jurgen because, yeah, if you look at the defending, lost 12 games, 16 goals conceded. First goal conceded in 10. And that is really bad. Two clean sheets. That's quite yeah. terminal if that continues. Because it's a bit like, yeah. it feels a bit like Brendan at Leicester where you, you just have no confidence the team can grind out a nil-nil, let alone a one-nil. It has to be at least three goals, which is just a terrible position to be in. Mm. No, I agree. I mean, when you look at the stats, all the stats are down. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it's, it is a real concern. It's a real concern because, you know, is it because he's he's been pretty um, steadfast in the fact that he doesn't believe it's it's a system problem, but I just don't see what else it could be. I don't even know. I think it's just too big. It's too big to fix quickly now. Everyone's mm. out of form at the same time. Injuries and... are piling up as well because Arthur Mellows are now out till the new year. Louis yeah. Diaz looking to be the same way. Trent, we don't know. Injuries aren't um, looking good. We haven't had great luck of injuries. That's true, but but then is that a system problem? Because yeah, it could be. You I are think, a team that runs historically way more per season than any other team. I think last season has ruined us for this season, to a degree. Which is which is fair, but if this continues, I do worry about where this ends. Because if we're still in the bottom half of the table by the World Cup, then I honestly would worry I, for Jurgen. I don't want to yeah. see him gone because I really like him, and I don't see, uh, I don't see much in the way of alternate options currently. But I would be worried. No, I agree. I agree. I think something's got to give. If you get a yeah. result against City, even a draw at this point, is it Anfield or is it at the Etihad? I'm honestly not sure. I'm not looking too far ahead work. right now, mate. I've no, got too much to unpack. Yeah, I mean, this this could be this could, this could get bad. This game, the, if, th- if you don't, I'll be honest. I'm I'm very concerned about this game because this could get into silly numbers. The way the way the two teams are playing. Yeah, uh, I agree. So it's at Anfield, so there's some saving grace there. Yeah, but it's I almost mean, um, if, if we're on the back of you know, like those yeah, ridiculous. Exactly. You know, remember, like there was like I think City the won like five nil against six one against United, wasn't six it? Six one, the and there was like an eight two like Arsenal, Man United, like silly results like that. That's what I'm genuinely worried about at this point. I think it's if you get smashed in your own backyard, that's when like alarm bells going to start yeah, ringing. Like if they put five or six past us, like I feel like that might be terminal. And it's very likely yeah. is the worst part. I know, but also I guess the nuance here is that he was just ha- Klopp was just handed a, a contract till twenty twenty six, so it would be so knee jerk because only a few months ago they we were you know he was signing a new contract and it was all hunky yeah. dory. I think unfortunately the only players that look reasonable at the moment are the the new ones like Diaz looks good, Javier it looked good. He's not new, but you know what I mean. He's new mm. in the team. Mm. Um, Darwin quite will come good. Good. Yeah, Nunes looks like fresh at least, but it's like all the players that have been there a while look totally done and jaded. Yeah. And it feels like there's a major job. And I don't know if FSG are going to facilitate that kind of refresh. Particularly well, as they're going to have to sell because... players, some of them, like some of the older ones. Maybe. I mean, this is the thing. It's It's kind of like. I mean, look at the rebuild. Look at Chelsea's rebuild. Look at Arsenal's rebuild over a couple of seasons since Arteta's come in. Surely yeah. FSG have to recognise that. I no. think we've got we've got to splash some cash, don't we? We've got, we've to, get, got to splash some cash. We've got to get the right profile of player in. More of those sort of twenty-three. And they've they've kind of been scrimping the last two seasons because before your amazing you know sixty-five match season for the quad last year, didn't you sign? Was it just Canate? We got Thiago Canate. So it's not a major overhaul. 
you know what I mean? It's nah. got five or six players, you know what I mean? It's just kind of just kind of putting stickers over holes. In my well, opinion. yeah. We've broken even basically every summer for yeah. years and years and years. So oh. there should be money in the bank, but yeah. we'll see. It's always a strange one with FSG. There's always this idea that they don't have any cash, which I don't quite believe. Yeah. Uh, just a quick word then to fi- finalise this section on. I think Arsenal have scored almost double the amount of goals scored by an under-21 under Arteta since he's come in than any other team. And I think that is a, a cracking stat. I mean, as a f- football manager aficionado, I can tell you, nothing nothing pleases me more than seeing under-23 score oh, and regularly mate. feature in a top side. Living the dream. You're living the football manager dream right now. Like, all of those it players, is. they make sense. It is. It is a squad that, you know, is full of three-star five-star potential players. <laughs> <laughs> so they're creeping into that three-and-a-half-star, that very nice, sweet spot. Oh, I think Martinelli after this game might have to creep up to a three-and-a-half, yeah, to be honest. Yeah, 100%. He's going that way. 100%. And you know what? Let's end it on Martinelli because the whole game began on Martinelli. I feel like Klopp would die for a player like him. Imagine Martinelli and Louis Diaz on the same team. Goodness me. Martinelli Goodness is, me. is fantastic. I think at this point he should make the Brazil squad. Oh, it's won't, just but... so stacked, isn't it? Vinicius, Neymar. Yeah, but he's a great option. Oh Such yeah, a good option. Yeah, I just think it's almost it's unfortunate that he's Brazilian in a stupid way. Like he should change his allegiance to Italy. I think he can qualify for Italy, but I think he's already played for Brazil now. Um, but that yeah, it's just like make a lot of sense, there was it? one international team in your position that's totally stacked it's got to be Brazil <laughs> isn't it <laughs> yeah Brazil and England ironically that left wing is very solid yeah. both yeah I mean yeah all I can say is fuck you United you had him on trial you didn't even sign him what an oversight that is goodness so me. silly had to but put yeah. that one in yeah in conclusion two teams moving in very different directions currently very nice yeah. for Arsenal they're accelerating and Liverpool are they're crashing Strange. I agree. I'm surprised Strange. you haven't asked me if you think if I now think Arsenal title contenders. But just to clear that up, no, no, we're not still, which is a sign that we are entering Farmers League territory in terms of the Premier League. Because if we're playing like this and still 90% of the country don't believe, including Arsenal fans, then you know the league's broken. I am worried that the City, league might be broken at this point already. I think it is. I think it is. I think we we need to stop saying Farmers League with so much. Yeah malice to other leagues in Europe because we're fast becoming one well yeah I mean that what they've won it five of the last six oh, it's soon to be I think it will be five of the last six if they win this year it doesn't yeah. even matter does it six out of seven nine out of ten it's going that way yeah um, I mean we're, luckily, we're basically Leicester at this point it was an anomaly it will never happen again <laughs> <laughs> oh what the history books would say if Klopp took over and Man City wasn't a thing Oh, I know. Lovely. Greatest manager since Alex Ferguson. It's fucking ruthless. Would have had three prems. Yeah. Four prems. Who knows? Yeah, it's harsh, yeah. isn't it? It is harsh. It is. But so now look at us. The end of the he cycle. He still won it all. He still won it all during the cycle. Mate, he's still the greatest manager I've ever seen in my lifetime at Liverpool. But mm. it feels like the end of the cycle and sometimes that's just how it goes, you know? Mm. The cycle is over at some point and... You sometimes have to go down to rebuild to go back up. I mean, you know better than anyone. Arsenal took took a couple of years out, um, slowly building and now yeah. starting well, to get in a good place again. But also, it's just going to show you, like, football is so cyclical and, you know, as a fan, you'll have to go through the hard yards for your lifetime. But, you know, it's funny. Jurgen Klopp's gone from heavy metal football to experimental jazz football, I guess. <laughs> I'm not quite sure what this stuff is anymore. So, 
<laughs> watch that space Klopp next be sacked we'll see we'll see post Sunday this Sunday at the Anfield but anyway to all the fans who are listening that aren't Arsenal Liverpool I apologise what can I say I'm just very happy but we are moving on Newcastle 5 Brentford 1 um, and a game where Newcastle again just showed exactly what they're made of and you know a team to be to be wary of this season a real yes, contender for the top 4 spots a team to be reckoned with they were surprisingly low on points and wins, but two on the bounce now and very big score lines in both. Comprehensive It's all wins. starting to come together. And they didn't yeah. have some Maximan or Joe Ellington in the starting lineup. Murphy played very well, True. I thought, considering yes. you know he retained his place. Longstaff, less so. Gave, gave mm. the ball away early on for a disallowed goal. But you know what? 5-1. Can't argue with the tactics. Can't argue with the lineup, really. No, they're relentless, aren't they? They're looking really good. And it's all kind of coming from bloody General Gamirish in the middle yes with his new bleach blonde hair he yes. was he was tearing up in midfield yesterday he is noticeably he's good he's so he good at this point you think like do you remember when Man City were buying like some players and they were sort of ramping up and then they got David Silva and you were like oh okay yeah, yeah, now they're buying proper yeah. players it feels he like he's the gateway like, player isn't he he's the David Silva he, he's going to tie the current generation to when they're dominating and they're in Champions League every year in like three years' time and he's still going to be there as a key player. He's that guy. He's a conduit mm. to Champions League football because he is so fucking good. Before he joined, I thought he was a bit like Paqueta, just a, a pretty Brazilian midfielder. You know, we've had a lot of them. I mean, remember Paulinho? Rubbish in the Prem. Who else True. There's been playing Danielson for us. He's not like that at all. He's an absolute... He's a war horse, mate. He's, a real he's like Lubu. He reminds me of Lubu from Dynasty Warriors. Where he just <laughs> takes the ball off you, barges some guy off running, and then just smacks it in top bins. Not top bins, but like that, that second goal he scored, I was just like, what, what the fuck are you supposed to do? Yeah, <laughs> he just saying. bullied them. I mean, yeah, um, if, you, if you press him, he's going to cut you apart. And then if you stand yeah. off, he's just going to smack it in. So, Yeah, he was brilliant, honestly. And that header as well, you know, it was a quality header. Came yeah. in, the run was perfect, he anticipated it well. A very nice routine. We were saying Redford yeah. have the best corners, so it was very ironic to see them get done by a corner routine. And it was great. You know, the cutback, Gibraltar pretending to not be interested. Trippier would be wicked, wicked Oof. delivery. And yeah, just, yeah. just, mate, I'd be so gassed if that was me. Spent all week working on these routines and to see it play out perfectly in a game. Well, look hate to say that we're a bit of a mystic Mac on this pod but we were talking up corner goals saying they're becoming more and more integral mm-hmm. and I feel like this weekend backs it up like every corner now I'm literally nervous Yeah, I, I'm nervous for every corner whether we're taking a corner or we're defending a corner because I just like there's at least one corner goal game it seems at the moment every time I watch yeah you're not wrong people have people have wised up to the fact that just lumping it into the box every time they can do so much more of it now you can actually get very creative and it's on you if you're not scoring from corners you're not working hard enough I'd say at this point literally literally it's just like you're you're not fulfilling your, no. your potential as a team because it's an easy way to games. get goals yeah yeah agreed 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 um, but moving away from Gimirish let's talk about Brentford because yeah. Brentford were extremely sloppy this game I they think were, they were really sloppy I think at least three of their goals were very prevent- presentable preventable they were yes, very presentable well, as well. Presented them as well, didn't they? <laughs> David Ryan was like, do you want the ball? Yeah, <laughs> the ball. that was ridiculous. So yeah, bad mistake from Rare for the second goal. Basically just left, what, a 2 well, one passed, basically? passed it to a Newcastle player. You know, but, I understand maybe the defender should have been a bit more aware, but... Well, I think you know, Newcastle did press very aggressively. They did it against Man City, which is impressive. They press with a lot of numbers and 
they press very intelligently they suffocate you a bit and unfortunately mm-hmm. teams are still thinking that they always have to play off from the back and so they kind of fall into this trap time and time again so yeah some credit to Newcastle but also just poor from Brentford yeah, they had a pretty bad game it. they all looked off it at Brentford and actually they're on a bit of a turgid run at the moment let's have a look at their current form over the last five games because I, I believe it's been pretty rubbish yeah, so five-one loss against Newcastle, obviously three-nil against us, a nil-nil with 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 uh, Bournemouth. Mm. They need to get some. They need to get some form together, especially after all that promise after beating Man United four-nil. Oh yeah, I remember a few weeks ago saying they're them and Brighton are like the most informed teams alongside City and Arsenal. And yeah, obviously immediately they dropped off and only picked up one point since then. Curse the commentator yeah. strikes. Curse again. to the commentator. But there was one. <laughs> uh, one promising moment for them wasn't there it and it's an interesting stat you've brought out here I'll let you say it but Tony's penalty struck with a plum. he's ice cold baby he's ice cold Brentford have scored all 28 of their last 28 penalties and Ivan Tony's probably taken most of them the guy That's doesn't crazy, miss that, if England gets to penalties and he's in the squad he's coming on you can guarantee it's very it very interesting technique isn't it for Tony and uh, his penalties he kind of there's not a big run up he, do, uh, he just does the keeper with his eyes and then he, he toe pokes it almost. It's, it's Jorginho esque, but without the silliness of the hop. Yeah, but it's a bit more, it's a bit more lethal, isn't it? It's not, That's what I mean. Jorginho, it's, showy, if, if, it's just effective. Yeah, yeah. I, I feel like when Tony steps up, it's, it's, it's a no brainer he's going to score. I don't fully Got understand. Got to be on the plane it, just for that. If I'm honest, I don't fully understand how he can be this consistent, but he's. He's done it. He must just like know the trigger signs. For, you know, like a goalie probably telegraphs which way they're going to go yeah. just before they jump. It's impossible to be in a standing position, isn't it? And then jump to one side. You, you would telegraph it prior. And he must just be absolutely so you think even as, even as he's running up, he doesn't know where he's going to hit it? Well, if you watch the slow-mo of his replay, his eyes aren't looking at where he's going to hit it. He's just staring directly at the keeper at all times. And he's probably just able to like... He's obviously, a lot of practice has gone into this clearly, but... If he waits to the last possible moment to decide where he's going, where yeah. the keeper's already leaning, and then, yeah, just unbelievable accuracy to pop it in. Don't know what technique he's got, but yeah, Pretty fantastic sick. stuff. From nah, it's, it's good to see. He definitely rivals Harry Kane for best penalty taker. It's nice that they're both English. Maybe yeah. if it goes to pens this tournament, this we're going to win. Yeah. <laughs> we're going to win one. <laughs> we'll probably beat like fucking Sweden. Nil nil, 120 minutes, and then have, scrape have it faith, and be mate. like. Have faith. Oh, I know, I'm already pessimistic. It's fucking October. I know. All right. Well, uh, look, let's end on that. Newcastle, where do you think they're going to end up this season then? Oh, I so, really don't know anymore. I still sixth think... Sixth place currently, yeah? I still think points. sixth. Did I say sixth before? I think I said sixth. I'm going to stick with that. I mean, we're definitely going to finish behind them on current form. You so, reckon? Yeah, you reckon? I think so, mate. Only four points behind and you've got a game in hand. Yeah, but the trajectories are not looking good. And yeah, I think top six. I think top six. Top I think they're going to get yeah, back into, into Europa. Europe. Yeah. I mean, they with that team, I almost want to say that they could win. Don't forget, Europa. there's another transfer window, and I wouldn't bet against them getting another I think they're solid go big. addition. Yeah. If anything, they, the they're World just Cup like stars, all of Yeah, all of our signings have come really well. That's a good point. Straight after the World Cup as well, by a marquee player. It's all part of that sport washing principle. For example, um, maybe they'll go back in for Madison because he's going to be definitely more interested in a move if Leicester continue to be rooted in the relegation uh, zone. I think Madison's going. 
latest next summer, as you say, if not in January. And uh, yeah, I could see him slotting in really well. Although well, Almiron's absolutely turning it on as well, I should probably mention. I know one of the one of the best players this season, really, which is shocking to say. One of their best do you think players. He, as well. um, do you think he took that comment from Jack Greenwich? I think he took it personally. personally. I think he did. I, I think, think that's. Yeah. I think inside his locker, he's just got that. That like as a meme. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Looked a bit like Almiron. <laughs> <laughs> not the right accent <laughs> that was like fucking Yorkshire yeah that was terrible <laughs> you um, could do a Grealish all right, but speaking quick. of Grealish sorry no no no. Segue uh, that one. no we can't we can't segue without singling out uh, Pinnock for a truly truly exceptionally bad first time oh season. yeah it was awful two <laughs> goals directly attributed to him doing stupid things that the last first one, goal oh. I mean yeah the last one solid solid finish at the near post and then the first one, just just a ball to no one, really. Just so lackadaisical. So I think Raya was to blame for the first... Was there? Oh, Raya was to blame for the first one. I'm sorry, the fourth one. Yeah, yeah. Okay, um, yeah Pinning played it back to him and just... There was no pace on it. Left Raya with nothing to do. I mean, you could blame both of them, but... That was awful. I suspect one, yeah. he's not going to be getting a second appearance anytime soon. It was a bit embarrassing that. to see that, isn't it? You don't expect to see that in top flight football anymore. Uh, he had a stinker. Newcastle were just overwhelming them, and yeah, yeah. P- Pinnock has already thought about his what cocktail he was going to get at the bar <laughs> later that evening. Yeah, mate. he was Danzo. He was Danzo. Anyway, let's just get the next one out of the way before the break. So, yeah, all right. <laughs> apologies. Sorry, I ruined your segue. If you want to try another segue, you actually did. You actually did. But it was free. worth shouting out Pinnock for being so gash in that game. So I'm going to let you off. Manchester City four, Southampton nil. Um. It's just a bit of a mockery now, isn't it? It's, it is boring, I just, isn't it? I just don't know what to say. I don't no. know what to say. I think, unfortunately, um, it's all getting a little bit boring at this point, which is like, it's probably me being bitter, but probably. knowing that it's gonna, they're going to win by at least three, 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 four goals, minimum. You know, we're like, even seven mm-hmm. would be within the sort of expectation. Mm-hmm. It's a little bit boring after a while. I like, think it's going to get more boring. Right now, I'm still enjoying just the excellence of football and just they are on a different level and it's hard not to appreciate it because it is just like the football is unreal good. I just think big picture if it continues like this for the next few years I think we're in danger of just losing fans from watching a lot of the matches because it, yeah, it will get boring that the thing that always made the Premier League interesting was that it was supposedly competitive that you could you know have different teams qualify Champions League or different teams fighting for the title yeah 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 and at this rate, I mean, Germany suffer from this massively. The the sort of viewers on TV drop off every season because no one really cares. Um, so it could be good for grassroots football, lower league stuff. Championships always a great, a great league. Literally anyone can yeah. get it. So they could be yeah, the winners yeah, yeah. from this. But it's just like this is so predictable. No one, no one thought that anything other than just a comprehensive win was coming. The thing is, I want to say like we should commend City for just running their club so well but we know City have done some dodgy shit over the years exactly um, and it's hard just it's hard to give them so many plaudits for like being a really well run club because they are a really well run club at this point but how do they get here you well know, yeah this they, is what 13 years into the journey now they bent prodded and generally broke FFP rules regularly and then just sort mm. of pushed it pushed it down they the just line managed to or circumvent them However, really they have done an excellent job. Advice. You know, spending yeah. money is not a guarantee, but 
Yeah. But even this summer, like, I actually have to give them credit. They've sold Zinchenko for 35 mil, Jesus for 45 mil, Raheem Sterling for 47 mil. Yeah. It's easily over 100 mil, and it's barely touched the size in terms of their, their performance. They've just brought in better players. Um, they've missed out on Cucurella. They get Sergio Gomez, like, the next next two days who is more than adequate can I add who seems to be more than adequate and fair enough he's playing in the best team in England but I just think they've just got their shit together <laughs> they have a plan going into they each are, summer yeah they are phenomenal they are the most impressive club in the world in terms of management and they improve football. every player they sign like Rodri's so good Cancelo is so fucking good yeah you know what let's just talk about Cancelo Cancelo <sighs> his goal yeah, again, his goal was so oh, good. It was special. so nice. Like the run, the like fake chop, oh, and then just finish it on his left With foot. With his weaker foot? Oh, dude. Again, I mean, this what guy, can you do? This guy is like, I don't even know what he is. I think he might be a cam at this point. I think he might be a box-box midfielder or a cam because he's like, he's like a complete midfielder who just happens to play. You know, like we talk about Trent being like a midfielder playing right back. Cancelo is like an even more rounded version because I'm pretty sure he's a great defender as well oh, he's, he's, he's not put under loads of pressure generally no 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 no. but he is he's just brilliant I, I think he's one of my fast becoming one of my favourite players yeah just because he's so unorthodox he's you know, redefining he be a fucking left back yeah he shouldn't be a left back and he's the best left back in the league it's, it's actually a joke and he wears the number 7 and I really didn't like this at first yeah, and I'm, I'm, I'm so for it yeah. <laughs> it doesn't make sense to me. Like none of it makes sense. But you know what? He's unreal. No, I didn't realise he was twenty-eight though. Fair enough. I thought he was a bit younger for some reason. Plenty of gas in the tank. Oh yeah. I mean, he actually hasn't played that many career games. If I'm reading that correctly, he's never played more than a hundred league games for any club that he's been with. So yeah, plenty more to see from him. Yeah. And that. I mean, did you see that? It's called a Trivella. I've realised. Not Trivella. The outside of the boot. I think his is probably one of the best in world football. It's him and Modric, isn't it? The, when you think of yeah. it, it's him and Modric. But even that cross he done for the right-hand side for Haaland, I think he got a header on it. I'm oh, just like, bloody hell. How are you supposed to compete with people like this? <laughs> it's it's hilarious, isn't it? It's doing that with his right foot. It's just... Un- he's it's like just... supporting cast, you know? He's not mm. even one of the headline players and he's like... He'd be like the star player in basically any other team. And he's no, just, I know. He's just I know. like a fucking utility left-back they just had to find a place for. He's a fucking cog, mate. It's a joke. It's a joke. He's a fucking animal. He's actually <laughs> unreal. It's crazy. It's crazy. I mean, there's no weaknesses in the City team anymore. I'm, I'm yet to see one nah. this season. I mean, they're even taking the piss. They're playing Ake and Akanje as centre-backs. Oh, no. so they're actually taking the piss. And they might as well. youngsters as well. Like they the should experiment. Two games. See how shit a centre-back they can play without conceding goals. Do you know what I mean? Um, like, yeah. Just pick up like someone from like League 2 just see how it goes see if it makes any difference yeah. just put their third choice keeper in see what happens oh yeah yeah make, make <laughs> just put difference. Scott Carson at centre back for the last for the yeah. second half and just see what happens they'd probably still win the league if you played every game at centre back <laughs> 100%, 100 that is what we're dealing with so I mean look well, Foden looked great you know Mares yep. came on looked fucking great you know yeah. his finish was amazing I'm kind of breezing through this, guys, because I think I'm just going to repeat this time after time, week after week. I don't see any let-up. De Bruyne here. Didn't realise he just got the record for assists in the Prem for City. Yep. That makes sense. That Many makes so much sense. Come, but very I think he could break the assist record for most assists in a single season as well. This will be the, the season to 18. do it. Yeah, dude. He's going to do it. Yeah. And, of course, let's cover the big robot man himself. Only one goal. 
Yeah, hit the post. It was a very, very nice finish to hit the post, though. It felt very satisfying. Oh, the right foot. Yeah. First time. Oh, this is what the fuck are you supposed to do, man? Like, it's so robotically clinical. And it, you know, it wasn't even the outside. It was the inside of the post, and it bounced out. Oh, it just looks... It sounded great as well when it yeah. hit the post. And Even when he misses, it feels great. It feels like a It's goal. crazy. It's I've satisfying. never... The whole stadium, and including me as a watcher, I was at the stadium, obviously, but like we all just thought he's going to put this in. I, yeah. It's like Thierry Henry. I think it's the last time I truly felt every time someone's on goal, it's going to be a goal. Yeah. Um, it's a surprise if he doesn't score. That's how good he is. It's very rare nowadays that there's players How like many that. goals has he got in the Prem now already? Oh, I think he's got 20 goals in total. <sighs> oh. So. Oh my God. <laughs> 20 goals in the Prem. Stop. <laughs> No, 15 goals and 9 appearances in the Prem. Oh, 5 goals in the Champs, 3 games played. But let's not even count the Community Shield in part of these stats. That is 20 goals in 12 games, people. We are witnessing greatness. I am genuinely think he might be the greatest striker since, yeah, like Ronaldo or Thierry Henry or whoever ridiculous name, whoever you want. Oh, no. And the thing is, he's so calm about it, isn't he? There's no ego attached to Haaland. I mean, there obviously is a bit of ego, but... Yeah, but it's... it's he's kind of fun with it. Similar to, like, Jose when he came to Chelsea. Mm. Like, you kind of like it. You like the ego. Or, like, Zlatan. Yeah, he can pass off that kind of ego and people yeah. just like it. It's part of his character. And the thing is, he backs it up. I've got nothing bad to say about the lad because he does no, the business. He's he just... He speaks he's the business. He's living rent-free in everybody's head in England at the Mate. moment. Every you single know. fan of the Premier League is literally looking at memes and getting really fucking annoyed. He's living rent free in all of our heads. He lives in mine. I just sit there and I just look at it and I'm like, it's pissing me off. Like this, this is no. not real. It's not right. No. It's it not feels right. illegal. You're like this is. The, I've seen this. I hate to reference Football Manager twice in one pod, but the only time I've seen goal stats like this is when I've I've scum saved every single game, so my <laughs> my striker gets like eighty in a season. But this is like real life, baby. It's what's meant to be the most competitive league in the world. It's just a mockery. It's just a mockery. I mean, I don't... the two stats from the game. Haaland has more goals than Southampton. He's probably got more goals than most teams, to be honest. It's barely even a stat. It's just not but even this fair, is, is This it? is the one that upset me. He's eight goals away from last season's Golden Boot. Already. <laughs> you see, like, that's a joke. That's a whole season's graft. Oh, Blood, oh sweat and tears God. of Salah and Son toiling away. And he's done it. He's done it in, what, nine games? He's already two-thirds of the way there? Over two-thirds of the way there? Oh, I reckon he'll get 35 Prem goals this season. Probably more. I honestly Probably think more. he's, he's going to get 40. I think he's going to hit oh. astronomical levels. That is that is a nonsense, that. That is bloody crazy. But I fair mean, play to him. Before fair the World Cup, him. he could genuinely be on, like, 25. Yeah, no. I would have called you crazy for saying that before the season started, but now it's like, yeah, I can see that happening. I can yeah. see that happening quite a lot. I mean, he's, um, gonna, he's, he's got Liverpool next, so probably yeah, hat trick. Honestly, I'd put money on it. As much as it pains me to say it, smart money's on a hat trick. Probably good odds as well. Yeah, fuck me. Okay, well, well. What that's, can I say? City are going to win the league. Man. That's why Arsenal's not the favourite. Yeah, certainly. I mean, you can't argue with this kind of form. But it's no race, mate. There's no at race. At this time, let's just bow down to greatness. Cause yeah. This is, this is really what we're dealing with right now. Anyway, moving on. Actually, no, let's take a break because Man City have stressed me out. I need a couple of minutes to compose yeah, myself. Yeah, sorry, mate. You, you go have a glass of oh, water. 
I was suddenly feel really embarrassed about this Tommy Asu Salah background. I'm like, <laughs> Harlan scoring 20 goals in October. <laughs> Who do I think I am? Oh, how do you oh. think I feel, mate? We, we, were, we were on parity at one point. Look oh. at us now. Oh, God. Well, maybe next game. Maybe 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 someone will break his legs next game. Why don't you do that for us? The one thing Liverpool do for the, for the Premier League is just open up the competition a little bit here. Just chop Harlan out of existence. Fabinho, it's, get Fabinho to do it. It's unlikely. If anything, he's going to injure one of our guys. <laughs> do you know what I mean? He's going he's to like give Alisson a concussion and put him out for a few weeks. Probably. That's probably more likely. Probably, probably. He might even end Van Dyke's career. Literally, he's injure him next Literally. game. Fuck. Yeah. He's gonna. You, right. Just before we go for a break, do you remember <laughs> there was that goal that ended Jerome Boateng's career that Messi scored? Where he literally yeah. he went one way and then put him on his ass, and it was a meme for like probably still is a meme. That's yeah. what's going to happen. Harlan's yeah. going to end Van Dyke's career and make him a meme. Oh, if he puts him on his ass, that's what I mean. Think Van Dyke's ever going to recover? Yeah, no. Jesus, he's on the ropes, and that'll oh. put him down. Oh, I can't wait. Anyway, Sunday on that bombshell. Let's take a break. <laughs> And we are back, and we're going straight into the next game. Everton 1, Manchester United 2. Casemiro. It's annoying because we literally just did this, but we fucked up the recording, so I'm trying to remember what I was saying. Cas- Casemiro. <laughs> this is behind the curtain. Oh, God, we're slipping up here. Right. We're unveiling Casemiro. ourselves. Casemiro. Okay. Go on, I wrote in my notes. Casemiro. I wrote in my notes. Casemiro. Caught dawdling the ball. Got, like, lost the ball. It won't be scored. I was like, he's rubbish. He's lost his head. <laughs> then he missed like a, a header, a free header. And I was like, he's he's rubbish. He's a flop. It's happened again. But then he was actually really good. So I revised my notes and he's now the best midfielder. <laughs> I've got, got an assist. Is generally a baller. I, I'm sad because he's actually really good. Yeah. Um, he had the classic Premier League debut. First 10 minutes, like a, like a deer in the headlights. Just had no idea what to do with the pace. Lost the ball. Top bins from JJ Iwobi Okocha, we'll call him. Um, and yeah, that's that's the a harsh punishment, isn't it? Welcome to the Premier League. This is what happens when you get caught dawdling. Um, he acclimatised well, though. He did. After his initial. Off, but then he lost the ball for, for Ronaldo's goal that he set up, didn't he? He lost the ball. But he then, lost the ball. It, then what he was it? Iwobi got, he got too keen, Iwobi. I don't know why he went for those shites. He telegraphed it, though, didn't he? He did the step overs. Yeah. And then, yeah, I mean, the quick release to Ronaldo, that's that's top stuff there. I was really impressed by that, to be honest. And it was a top finish for Ronaldo as well. Yeah, we'll allow away be this this mistake because, you know, it's his only goal of the season. It's very likely to be his only goal contribution, so mm. we'll let him off. Mm. I mean, like reborn, you, though. Reborn, reborn in that as a box to box midfield. Yes, sir. Baller. I mean, Garner Gay, I'd argue his mistake was worse for Anthony's goal where he's just mm-hmm. his touch was just just left him to be honest he just didn't want it uh, yeah. got pinched and played down to Anthony on the right and what happened from there Jack go on fill us in it was an unerring finish by Anthony <laughs> the precision nice. the calmness wow what a carbon copy of his first goal for Manchester United three goals in three games he's a superstar I am impressed because mm. again I thought he might be a flop but 
I feel like he's already solved that right wing problem that Man United have had for what feels like about five years. <laughs> I feel like he's just solved it immediately. Yeah, do, he's, he's nailed do on to start. He's nailed on what to start. What happens to Sancho from here? But well, that's a problem for another day, maybe. I mean, supposedly Sancho's now got his role on the left, but with Rashford playing as he is, and supposedly Martial, though, Martial went off injured, so maybe there's a spot for Jaden. It's looking worrying for the man. Um, yeah, he's looking. Grace. You know what it is? The difference between Anthony and Sancho is Anthony has that arrogance to succeed at United. Exactly. And I just don't think Sancho does. You know, Anthony's like, like, fuck it, I'm gonna I'm gonna hit it from thirty yards. You know what I mean? I like Sancho's too withdrawn to do that. Sancho's a victim of moving at a time where Man United were fucking awful. But he's mm. a victim of being sort of worn down. Anthony's coming fresh. He's still got the same manager that he had last season. Yeah, I mean, that's got to help too, to be fair. So Maybe that's unfair. It's, it's, it's like a different experience, I guess. Sancho's, Sancho's damaged now, while Anthony's undamaged and come in and just slotted in. Well, the there. thing is, even with these three Sancho goals... Sancho needs to be rebuilt a little bit. He's given himself the breathing room, Anthony, now. Yeah. Like, he's proved his worth. You get the ball to him in space, there's more. There's a good chance he's going to slot it away. Sancho just haven't seen enough of that to really kind of give him that benefit of the doubt yet if you know what I mean I don't know if I've explained yeah. that very well um, but yeah the 90 mil you know there's a lot of Anthony shoulders coming in and so far I think he's he's a hit to be honest yeah he is because yeah if he just plays well like that I mean there's a I feel there's like a touch of Mares about him that's the player he mm. most reminds me of in the Prem at the moment Got a wicked left foot yeah. very tricky and yeah he could hold that right wing slot down for years to come if he carries on like this mm. agreed there now Something I did notice, and uh, I want to get your thoughts on this one, Jack. Mm-hmm. Jordan Pickford. <laughs> we know mm. he's a bit nutty. I, it might be a bit harsh, but I feel he rushed out for both of the goals when he didn't really need to. He made it a bit easier for both goals, or for both Ronaldo and Anthony. So. Well, the first one with Anthony, he kind of rushes out, and Anthony kind of just like loops and lifts it over him. And then with yeah, Ronaldo... I you mean, but like, don't forget, w- if you come out, you're supposed to like minimise the yeah, but he stops he doesn't level. come to the ground I don't know just for me it looked a bit too easy for Anthony and especially the second one you should be covering your near post I know Ronaldo's hit that solid but he's come yeah. out and that's created this that big gap in. you know it's just for me I was like he should have held his ground Ronaldo was pretty far on the left hand side don't... yeah it was a weird one because I was not surprised to see Ronaldo score but I thought the angle favoured the goalie personally so, yeah, it was Ronaldo's especially because it went near post. Yeah, I think it's got to go down as a goalkeeper's error as well. Um, but I guess you know we know Jordan Pickford's capable of this, and he's had a great season regardless. He's a mixed bag. He almost redeemed it at the end, mate, when he came up, and he almost got a oh, header for the ninety-first minute. Love to I was have seen like, that. come on, would have loved to have on, seen man. that. Yeah, man, it would have been amazing. But no, but no, 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 no. Um, I, I think two-one was a fair to, result. Uh, I think so. I think Man United deserved it, but yeah. Everton not getting slapped anymore looking pretty solid overall um, yeah I think it has to go down as a disappointment though after slapping in that goal in the first couple of minutes agreed. it really put their foot off the gas didn't they yeah they, let they were their own worst enemy the game. they were they were quite sloppy as well mm. overall mm. but they're still a lot better than they were even oh, six it's months ago clear to see the improvement under Lampard from their Nadir under Benitez last year Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, the fortunes have really turned around DCL Cavaloon's just come back got some minutes I think yeah, they'll be fine see. they I should be, be top too. half really they should aspire for top half this year they should just restabilise in mid-table yeah back where they belong <laughs> exactly the Everton Cup mate 
fighting for seventh, but now it's more like tenth, isn't it? There's too many big boys now. There's too many big boys. The, the, the league doesn't need any more big boys. Cheers, Newcastle. Don't need any more. <laughs> yeah, Leicester, Leicester are doing their best to slip out of the league, aren't they? Free up some big boy space. Yeah, true, true, true. Leicester. <laughs> Liverpool doing their best as well. Liverpool doing their best. You have have the top six. We don't want it. Nah, we like a challenge. Um, Um, We can't avoid it. Yeah, go on. Yes, Ronaldo, seven hundred club career goals. How do how do you feel about that? I don't really feel either way, other than he's a fucking good player, isn't he? Goodness me, Um, understatement. But yeah, he's very good at football. Even his goal. You know how many thirty-seven-year-olds are gonna do that? You know what I mean? Like the kind of goal where you still break away at pace got, and then yeah, he's still got so in. much explosive, yeah, just explosive sprint. It's not for very long, but he can still move, and he's got serious power in those legs. Oh yeah, I mean, I don't buy the whole no one was interested in him in the summer. I think that's absolute nonsense. I just think no one was like interested in the wages that they had to pay him and the transfer fee that you know everyone would take well. him. But yeah, there's yeah. no way I'm paying five hundred k a week for him. No, that's what it is. No, no, exactly. If he'd been reasonable, he could have had a much better. I mean, Barca would have definitely snapped him up. Yeah. A, because Barca love signing players, and B, just a big fuck you to Real Madrid. So. Yeah, I mean, I could have seen him at Barca just because Barca have completely lost the plot. Eight hundred k a week as well, just a ridiculous. Yeah, why contract. not? Why not? We'll find some. We'll find some money for it, and then they'll bring Messi back in the same window. Yeah, oh, so, oh, that'd, that'd be, be so Barca, wouldn't it? That'd be so good, wouldn't it? Lewandowski, Ronaldo, and Messi at a club. How do you make it yes. work? That would be. That we should, we so should lobby like for FIFA. it. I'd love to see that. But um, in all fairness to Ronaldo, what a professional, and you know what a player to bring on. Even at thirty-seven, imagine bringing on yeah. Cristiano bloody Ronaldo. It is phenomenal. He is. I mean, if you break down his his records across a, across a twenty-year career. You need to score thirty-five goals every season. That to is get to that is balmy. That's balmy. That is. Bear crazy. in mind the Premier League record is Salah, and it, I think it's like thirty-three or thirty-four. But that's so, seven hundred goals, career goals. So that includes. Yes, more that's, true. Stuff, that's true. That's true. That's true. Actually, I mean but that's still, that's a crazy average record, regardless of whether that's league and other competition. That's crazy. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's actually difficult to comprehend because as good as Holland is. He'd have to do this every season for, for about 20 eighteen years. more years or something. Yeah, different. no, I mean, I mean, yeah, I mean, I actually really love Ronaldo. It's just because he's such a United figure, it's hard to have the same love for him as someone I'm neutral about. But yeah. you can't take away. Like, I know he gets a lot of criticism. I think some of it's kind of unwarranted. Like last year, there was the argument that maybe, you know, his his personal record came at the consequence of how the club performed. But equally, if you've got someone who's scored 700 career goals over a 20-year career, I mean, you as a manager, you, you failed more by not being able to incorporate him into the team in any way. Yeah. I find I that think, quite surprising. I think his impact role is probably where he should be right He just now. won't be happy with that, though. That's the issue, is that if he was happy with it and his wages were probably at least half, it would be fine. But then he's got to... He's got to make that sacrifice, but I mean, I understand. You know, football career isn't a long career. Why should Ronaldo, if he can get paid five hundred k somewhere a week, why why should he dip down? Depends how much he wants to play top level football for and continue doing. Really, isn't it? He's at a bit of a yeah. crossroads come summer. The romantic choice is to just see him go, go to Lisbon, and yeah. just see how far he can take them. Because that'd be quite sick, to be honest. Yeah, I just can't see it happening. I'm sure he wants to play maybe, Champions maybe League for 40. another couple of years. Maybe back to Italy, but he's burned his bridges with Juventus. 
Yeah, true that. Yeah, I don't know where he goes. I don't know. Probably just I think let's just enjoy season. him in the Prem while last. It was still pretty cool seeing him come off the bench in a Man United strip. Mm-hmm. Something I wouldn't have dreamed of a couple of years ago. So, hate him He's or love him. He's still got it. He's, He's still, still got, got it. it. He's still got it, man. All right. Chelsea 3, Wolves 0. Uh, do you want to go or do you want me to All I say, say is, I said it after Milan. I said, I'm scared about Chelsea. I said, they seem to be getting into a groove. And this game has made me feel even worse because... Carbon copy. Carbon copy. They play with the intensity that I haven't seen from them since the beginning of the year, to be honest. Uh, Mounts looked reborn. All, mm-hmm. Like Pulisic as well, out of nowhere. Havertz yep. scores his famous looping header. Breuer gets his first goal for the club in the closing moment. I mean, as far as you know, performances it's a dream, go, isn't it? it's a dream. It's a bloody dream. It's just so many different elements. I mean, yeah, back to back three 0 wins for Potter. Like you, you can see the difference already. There's much better balance. They look so much more dangerous when they yeah, attack, but they haven't lost any solidity at the back. They're rotating between a four and a three within four days of each other. They play three against Milan. They played three at the back last weekend. They played uh, four at the back last weekend, and four at the back this weekend. Mm-hmm. Different personnel mm-hmm. as well. There was mm-hmm. no Sterling, no Fafana, no Reese James, no Chilwell, no Bamiang, no Thiago Silva, and no Kovacic. Kovacic, and yet somehow they still looked a really cohesive team. So I don't understand how that works. That seems honestly ridiculous. I me. honestly feel like Graham Potter is literally just taking it back to basics. So? He's gone back, obviously, to what he knows. So this is his system that we're seeing. I think his system is a lot of just there's a lot more mental aspect to it as well as you know the tactical side everyone um, does seem unshackled don't they as if yeah. the, the pressure has been released on them and they're yeah. just free to actually play football properly I wouldn't be surprised if he's come in his first day at Cobham at Chelsea's training ground shook Mason Mount's hand and given him a slap in the face and been like just play how you want to play because that's what he did yesterday Mason Mount was yeah. all over the place he was know? everywhere he was back to his best that's exactly it he's sort of this free role bit like you think Havertz will be but Mount actually is just buzzing yeah. around I mean he likes that right hand side doesn't he and he's so yeah. dangerous from that right hand side but yeah it just looked criminally effective yesterday and yeah I just I'm worried about Chelsea I am I am because they as we said they've got a, on paper they've got a brilliant squad they've got quite a young squad as well with a they've lot of academy graduates the, littered with some squads, yeah. I think overall pound for pound outside of Man City I'd say they've got teams. one of the best squads well if you had to play two teams it's definitely more depth in Chelsea's than anyone else's. Mm. City after sixteen is all youngsters, really. Mm. Well, after eighteen, they've got like Chelsea's top 18. is all pros. Yeah, all that. Even Conor Gallagher, he looks like he knows what he's doing in the game now, which is something I didn't see from him under Tuchel. You know, yeah, he's actually I making a positive impact in that. He he might be one of the big the big winners from this move because, like Potter, seems to make all of these average midfielders at Brighton unbelievable and so rounded. So. If you can channel what he's good at, scoring goals, being attacking, with just being more rounded as a midfielder, he's going to be he's going to be very special. Mm. It's really good. Him and Mount getting a bit of a relationship. Love to see it. Love maybe, to see it. Maybe he can get on that plane. Midfield's looking a little a little light in form players at the moment. True, true. It's not too late for him. He had a shocker to start to the season, but plenty of time all, to yeah, between it's now all about and Qatar. Mm. You know. If you have a good next two months, that's all people remember. They remember the start of the season. Yeah, yeah. And also, um, we were talking about reborn players. Pulisic needs to mention because Pulisic, yes. up until now, was on the verge of leaving. Um, and that goal we saw was vintage Captain America, I have to say. 
Uh, and I don't know how he squeezed it in, if I'm oh, honest. He's so good at that, though. The little, it's yeah. almost like a dink, but it's not, because there's enough pace on it. Um, yeah. But, I mean, this would be a major encouragement to US football fans, because they need, they need him in good form going into the World Cup, I'll tell you. A very good weekend for American players in the Prem. It was. More to come. More to come. Yeah, so shout out to him. Maybe, again, you know, we could see a, 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 him being reborn under Potter. I feel like everyone's getting a chance under Potter. This is it. Everyone's getting a chance, but also everyone's looking good. The competition this is, the is so solid. They're taking and their chances, you know? Yeah, cause they're under, so versatile, though. Yeah, That's un- what's amazing. Under a new manager, there's always a, the whole, you know, you'll get a chance. But it's almost like... But they actually do. They yeah, actually do. yeah. There's I feel no like po- there's no bullshit of Potter. And I think that's what Chelsea need. Because I think Chelsea, you know, they've had... They've, Potter might bring them a bit of kind of... What's the word? What, Consistency, unity? unity. Yeah, all along those lines. Whereas before, you know, a manager comes in for 18 months. These are my styles. This is what I'm going to do. Maybe the approach now that Roman's gone, obviously with Big Todd in, is, you know, the whole longevity side of it. And I feel like their squad could easily make top four maybe even challenge for the title without too many additions on paper it's just oh, having a manager that's able to bring that out with them. I mean it should be the amount of money that's been spent and the amount of quality within that squad it 100% should be mm. these are all really good players and you mm. know that there's more to come I mean and Cuckoo and Cuckoo seems inevitable so that's another ridiculously good player so I think this season's pass Champions League and just get some cup runs but yeah, yeah. they're going to be challenging next season for sure and that'll be the brief um, the other thing I think is really impressive about them is just that because they're so flexible they can basically analyse the opposition and this is what Brighton used to do so well analyse mm. the opposition think about how what's the best way to hurt them what's the best shape what are the best players and strengths and then just capitalise on that and Chelsea already know how to do that because that's what Tuchel used to do so they're just very dangerous I feel like they're going to be a really phenomenal cup team because they can just pivot how they play depending on who they're playing against and they've got the personnel to mix things up Really effectively, so dangerous. I agree. Yeah, a dark dangerous. horse for the Champions League potentially. Yeah, I mean, it's happened to Chelsea quite a few times. Two managers yep. come in and in a short while and win the Champions League in their first season. So, also a debut for Chuck Kamer yesterday, which was interesting yep. to see. Um, Potter just knows how to. I mean, for Potter as well, you've had so much success at Brighton with. Let's face it, no offense to Brighton, but far less quality players mm-hmm. on paper, supposedly on reputation. I mean. He must be pinching himself every morning watching Reese James in the training ground, Mason Mount, you know, all these bloody good... This is... this is. We haven't seen Potter let loose with a club at this level. Potter unleashed. Potter unleashed, Unshackled. mate. Unshackled. <laughs> well, just like, you know, he's, he's, had, he's had to work with the resources given to him. Now that's not a problem. Now it's a case of who do you want, who's available. And 80% of the time, Chelsea get him. And yeah, mate. we could be seeing the next English elite manager if he's not already considered that. I think on current form he's the only elite English yeah manager. I agree I agree but you know what I mean like he could become he's not a quite there name yet. around Europe he's not there but it's just the signs like are looking good he, yeah you're genuinely excited about what he could what he could do mm-hmm. and it's hard mm-hmm. not to get on board with that it is um, although it hurts still it does to say. a couple words on Wolves one magical run from Nunes looks really good which eventually won a free kick on the edge of the box he looks a good player. I just worry that they've got a lot of the same players and they still don't have much threat in front of goal. Like mm. Adama Traore, what's his main strength? It's dribbling, right? Same mm. with a load of them. They're very mm. good at carrying the ball forward, but then there's there's very little threat. And although Costa was on the pitch, which was great, 
return to Stamford Bridge for him didn't really do anything this is not like the same stuff no I mean I don't think anyone was expecting that I think it'd be unfair to expect that I did quite like his little when he got substituted the little send off because he didn't get a send off with the Chelsea fans I'm pretty sure he left pretty acrimoniously under contract yeah he did he? he got booted out while he was still in Brazil yeah so it was quite nice that he could get that closure I don't know why I was saying that as an Arsenal fan but all the same you could tell he appreciated it and I like those humane moments in football who yeah, yeah. even rivalries if it's aside. nemesis yeah yeah god still gives me still triggers me but hey he'll probably he'll probably score a hat-trick against us at the that's gonna be a spicy game yeah it's only yeah. goals for the season just a hat-trick or against he'll, he'll break like martinelli's leg and then he'll just leave the league just like that <laughs> he loves it he bloody loves it uh so yeah no i mean oh, i just don't know wolves we've said it all season they are lacking for goals and yeah. i i agree to an extent maybe they've got too many similar players yeah, in fact, I agree completely. They need a striker, and I don't think Costa's yeah. the one. But I think they have been extremely unlucky with the injuries they've had, but maybe they should have planned for that. They have, yeah, but the longer this goes on, the fact they don't have a permanent manager either, they could get they could get adrift or leave themselves quite a lot to do in the second half of the season. So yeah, if they don't get a couple wins before Qatar, yeah, I'm really worried about them, to be honest because with you. Because if you look at the sort of projects of promoted clubs, right, Wolves are one of the best examples, but they had a very interesting specific advantage over other teams but mm. all the promoted clubs eventually revert to the mean at some point I mean maybe we're seeing even Leicester who've seen beyond this revert to the mean Southampton were flying we might see Brighton at some point but you know like Burnley they eventually went down it feels like there's you're always on borrowed time at the Prem unless you get a huge investment yeah and it's you're constantly evolving I completely agree I completely agree yeah okay cool should we move on Let's move on. Let's move on. What have we got? Bournemouth 2, Leicester 1. Yeah, it was probably the surprise result from the weekend for me. I think so. Yeah. I keep I keep thinking Bournemouth are going to collapse. I mean, and you, they're eighth. if you were saying this is one team in the relegation zone who's lost and they got beat away, it's not that surprising, right? No. Just if you think about Bournemouth's start to the season, I had them nailed on relegation zone dwellers. But if we look at the facts, last five games, three draws, two wins. That's fucking great form. Great form. A lot of clubs would eat up for that form. Do you know what I mean? So, Including Leicester. Oh, including Leicester. I mean, where do we go with Leicester? Um, let's start with Bournemouth. At this point. Let's start with Bournemouth. Give Gary O'Neill the contract. Let him put whatever Sign number he wants team. on that contract. Gary's at the wheel. Give it to him. Yeah, completely agree. I mean, he deserves it. He's turned it around. I almost feel like he deserves to walk into a championship job off the back of what yeah. he's done at Bournemouth so far this season they have completely over overperformed sorry uh, what was expected of them when Scott Parker got fired and that is yeah. no mean feat we've seen so many managers come in that supposedly as a relegation firefighter and not done the business Roy Hodgson looking at you and yeah I think so much credit because where where Scott Parker left the squad to where they are now it's like chalk and cheese yeah they were done, weren't they? We're done. After that 8-0, you were like, they're done. Their, whole, their manager's written them off the after end, three yeah. games. They're done. You know? That's yeah. how it felt. And I think that actually might be the single biggest tool as why they're playing so well. That motivation to just prove him wrong. Mm. Mm. Because now, they're playing with so much confidence. Like It's honestly so impressive. They're very passionate. They fight for every ball. They work really hard. They probably run more kilometres than any other team. That's just a guess. But that's how it, that's how it appears. They seem to really believe that what they're doing is enough to survive. 
um, and they're all pulling in the same direction. And it, honestly, it's really impressive. I don't know if they can keep it up forever because it feels like they are running on a hundred percent currently, yeah. and there's nothing more to give. It's not like they have more levels; they are literally giving everything. Every it's game, a long season. Yeah. But so far, they look damn good, and Phil Billing is very crucial to all of that. He seems to be the sort of main goal threat. Weirdly, quite a decent all-round midfielder. Um, and yeah, his goal was really well taken. Nice finish. Ooh, that first goal. Ooh, naughty. Yeah, it was a great goal. A good technique to hit on the volley coming down. Didn't have a lot of time to react to get that one. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, this is what you have to say about about Bournemouth. Is, is It's just kind of like you die for the shirt kind of mentality, isn't it? Leave it all on the pitch yeah. and then what will be will be. You know, the worst that can happen is as we go down and that was yeah I think if you frame it like that it seems really simple but if you say to the you know when he came in this is the worst it can be so as long as we give our all you know like we're never going to get to this point again and they've taken that gone a, gone a you know gone a mile from an inch so yeah really impressed with Bournemouth actually and you know with new investment coming in from the US maybe in January they can turn it around with some actual signings I don't know how long it's going to take for them to go yeah. through but very looking positive down on the south coast for them I think if they're still outside the relegation zone and they get a little January you know just anything really even like two or three players they give themselves a real chance of staying up um, a special shout out to Dominic Solanke mm-hmm. two assists in this game he looks a much much better player than the player that we sold a couple of seasons ago for an extortionate amount of money I think the, <laughs> the two years in the championship have done him very well he was absolutely relentless in his pressing causing causing mischief getting lucky with a couple of mistakes but you know he makes his luck he makes it happen yeah and yeah I thought he was really good and he's going to be key for them as well yeah I mean he's been at Bournemouth for quite a while now hasn't he three or four years I think years. this is his third season now yeah I mean he was always a top rated prospect wasn't he but it is nice to see him doing well um, yeah yeah I mean he just looks like a nuisance he's got the physique for it as well I used to think he was quite a lanky rangy fella but he seems to have filled out he's what 25 now Um, and yeah he suits it into the ground I mean he just it was a nuisance the entire game on that right hand side for Leicester wasn't he yeah for uh, for Bournemouth sorry for Bournemouth for more speaking of Leicester <laughs> seven defeats in eight. Oh dearie Ooh, me it was all going so well you know, One they nil get up. a 4-0 win they get their first win of the season you think wow this is this is surprising this is them turning a corner they're fighting for Rodgers boom Take the lead against Bournemouth, and then they lose the game. Oh, Pressure's back happened. on, yeah. the magnifying glass is back on, and Rogers got to go all over again. Sloppy. Yes. Leicester players, sloppy. Give the ball away in such stupid positions. It was a bit like Everton, actually, against United. A lot of it was just kind of shooting themselves in the foot. I think it was Dewsbury yeah, Hall totally. for the for the equaliser, where he, just, he was just pissing about, doing a bit of skill, and then just got robbed. <laughs> and that was that. Yeah, but like, the positioning is poor. Like They're just bad. Mm. They're similar to Liverpool in that there's just so many things that seem wrong it feels like just a major change is needed now I don't actually know what the thinking is behind Leicester owners um, backing Roger. I mean I, he did win the FA Cup with them which I think is a big deal for a team like Leicester yeah but they are in danger of actually going down on current form oh yeah oh, yeah. oh god yeah the thing is so same with Wolves actually their two teams are way better on paper than the position that they currently find themselves in yeah on the table so yeah I mean it'd be more expensive for Leicester to go down and keep all these players on wages or do a fire sale more damaging than just to pay Rogers the 20 mil send off whatever you need to pay him off and get someone in 
Maybe over maybe the winter. Maybe they that's... don't have the money. I mean, maybe like, not. That actually but... might be it because they didn't spend the money, did they? They didn't spend much in the summer, so maybe they actually don't have enough money to get rid of it. Well, th- honestly, this is this is what's been communicated all through the summer, and it's obviously continued. Is there is no cash in the bank? Anything that they, you know, did they have to sell someone in the end? Who did they sell in the summer? Fofana, Fofana. Oh, yeah. They couldn't buy anyone until they sold Fofana, and that's not a good place to be. No. Imagine that. What a hard situation. You don't have enough money to sack your your manager who is rapidly failing mm. to turn it around. Mm. But the longer you leave it, the more risk that you know, you're going to go down. Do you stick or twist? It's tough. Yeah, it's a really weird one. Um, but yeah, I mean, I feel like they would have fired him by now if they were going to fire him again after this result. So oh, I don't know. Pressure's back on. Who would you bring in if, oh, if he goes? Well, I know, you know who I'm I know in, who so. you're going to say. Um, well, I mean, Lopetegui just been released by Sevilla. I know he's been eyed up yeah, by he Wolves. Was doing, he was doing a terrible job at the time. Well, this season, yeah, he's done terrific over the last couple of seasons. Yeah, true. Be an interesting one. I mean, it's hard to say, isn't it? I don't know who who could you bring in. The thing is, it's like someone like Deserby, who we're just not very knowledgeable about at all until they come in. But there are options. There's always options out there, and there are so many managers that would love to take Leicester. Do you know what I mean like I know Leicester in a bad position right now, but if you were a manager, you would still take the Leicester job if you weren't in that elite bracket. And there's only a handful of managers in that bracket. Yeah, I think it's, it's, a great job. it's still an exciting project. You know the owners are good. The stadium's getting redeveloped. The squad on paper is good enough for top ten, let alone mm-hmm. fighting off relegation. So yeah, I agree. I think it come end of October, if he's still at the bottom and they haven't fired him, then something something really weird's going on at Leicester. It's all just making Sean Dyche and his paycheck go up. Every week there's another zero added to that. Uh, I've seen it as well. People were saying in for the Nottingham job, which I could have seen as well, to be fair. But I just do not advocate for the return of Sean Dyche. We don't need Dyche ball this season. We need that gravelly voice back in the Prem, mate. Just cutting people out. I mean, 4 4 2. What are the odds? No bullshit. Let's have a look at the odds. JB Vardy rejuvenated, mate, under Sean Dyche. I mean, he could do some long balls to latch onto again, that's for sure. Exactly. He gets Chris Wood on loan in January from Newcastle, and they form a hell of a partnership. Oh, he's he's 7-1 to one for the next next manager of West Brom. That's West Brom, then the league below. Oh, he's too good for West he's Brom. He's about. He's about. <laughs> he's biding his time, mate. He knows. People are getting nervous now. Out of curiosity, I just want to see how Burnley are doing because obviously they've got company as a manager now haven't they yeah they're fourth they're two points off top that's that's pretty good going to be honest maybe we could see company in the Prem before too long that'd be cool that'd be really weird wouldn't it that would be weird it's literally like what at that point what five of the Prem managers are just ex-pros that we've all seen play pretty recently yeah I say pretty recently but you know what I mean like we remember them playing it'd be quite weird we're legit getting old mate if company becomes a manager Jesus, that's crazy. Mm. Yeah, exactly. And then inevitably Rooney's going to come back to take over Everton at some point. It's all getting a bit weird. Stranger things have happened, mate. I'm here for it, though. I'm here for it. Um, yeah. I've got no segue for the next one. I'm just going to move on. So, <laughs> West Ham 3. Let's do it. Fulham 1. Um, this was quite a controversial game, wasn't it? I, quite, I enjoyed this game because there was just a lot of talking points. There's a lot going on in this game. But we'll start with Andreas Pereira slapping it in top bins in the first what five minutes. What a goal, son. What a hit, son. 
<laughs> Zuma showed him the outside. He was like, "You're not going to shoot from there." He shot from there. Exactly. <laughs> he shot from there. Did everything right, and then he was like, "Well, uh, if you want, if this is really what you want." I've got a real soft spot for Andreas Pereira. I just think he's a top player, so it was nice to see him do that. Um, obviously, yeah. a bit of controversy <laughs> on the other end of the pitch. Which we'll get on Hero to. to zero, real quick. But he does have the quality to do that. That's for sure. Yeah, I feel like a different career trajectory would have seen him more highly rated because it's like he's come down from the fringe of Man United. Mm. If he'd come in as a 20 mil signing from abroad and he started hit the ground running, you'd be like, this guy's really good. Mm. Mm. That's good. That's so true. He could be a 20 mil player from abroad as well. Um, yeah. He's had a weird career Easily. so far, to be honest with you. Because he's very strange. He's definitely good enough around. to be in the, pe- in the Prem. It's just, has he got the consistency or the application? Is something missing there? It's unknown, isn't it? He's 26 he's an unknown now. quantity. That's quite a lot. That's quite old, isn't it? For someone okay. who is a prospect. That's older than I thought he was. Yeah, I thought he was like 23. In my head, he was 24. Yeah, same, mm. same. It's, it's taken a long time for him to get this kind of platform. Um, I'm here for it. He's I'm got plenty, plenty of games, mate, to make up for. Like His mileage is nothing. He's probably got, you know, he's probably like a 21-year-old Rooney was at, the, at that point. Yeah, I mean, there's a number of minutes on the pitch. That's a good point. Let's look at his career games so far to get an idea of what the mileage tank is saying. It's probably not a lot, you know. It's probably under a hundred overall. Just do some nattering while I pull up my calculator. Okay, <laughs> so West Ham are building momentum and are actually getting points on the board. That's nice because they were struggling, but there's something going on there and it's looking good. Especially the link-up play between Paqueta, Skamaka, and Bowen. That's quite an interesting combo. I agree there. Especially because Bowen's in there. Yeah. Feels random, but he's actually their best attacker, so make it make sense. What do you reckon? Bowen's still on the plane? Nah, not anymore, sadly. You don't reckon? Foden and Saka, Foden and Saka are going to be that right wing slot. Foden. I think Saka on the right, Foden on the left, and then... Yeah, but Grealish is now coming, for sure. Oh, yeah, cause actually Grealish is in top form. Okay, I'm back. 169 appearances so far at 26. So yeah, he's got loads left. Loads left. That's more than I thought, though. He's got. Had a, who, he's had a lot who, of loans. Who, who was his? Who has he played for the most? Manchester United with 45 appearances over eight years. That's fucking terrible. Then 35 for Granada on loan one year. Valencia 23. Lazio 26. Flamengo 31 last season, and now nine appearances for Fulham. So he's yet to find a club God. where he's settled for more than two seasons. So he's actually played in a different league. Every year on loan, basically. Pretty much. Passed around. This is what I mean. And usually, when they're on that loan kind of merry-go-round, these kind of former prospects that were hyped up and then realised they were shit, they don't find their way back. Look at Yanazai. He's a good example because he actually went to Sociedad and forged somewhat of a career. But, yeah, that's really true. You know, so many in the Chelsea system after their fifth loan, they're just. Who was that English guy who was forever heralded as like going to be the best? What was his name? Oh, he had like brothers. He had brothers and everything. What, what club did he play for? Chelsea, for ages. He just rotted. He was like the pinnacle of when everyone was slating them for loan players. All I can think of is Danny Drinkwater, and I know it's not him, but that's that's my default. It's not Drinkwater. What is his bloody name? Right, All right. we'll tell you at the next I'm gonna pod. I'm going to natter. Uh, yeah, I'm just going to keep We're going to tell you at the next pod. I can't think right. of a line. Add it to the me. notes for the next one. It's going to annoy you. I can feel oh, it now. Honestly, I'm actually getting really annoyed. You can hear me aggressively. <laughs> Who the hell was it? What was his name? 
He was meant to be up there. With, he was like on Phil Foden levels, and everyone was like, "This is the year he's going to come." He just never, ever, ever, ever. Oh, who I'm was excited. it? I'm excited for who it is. It's going to be like a, a blast from the past. Anyway, I'm just going to keep talking. Yeah. You can keep digging if you want. Yeah. Um, what else happens? Raka had quite a few half chances without scoring, but then he scored. So his movement is good and his goals are going up. Three goals in a row for him. Oh, I actually did want to speak to about Skamaka. Yeah, he's... What do you, what do you think about the, I feel like he's, the controversial he's dusted off the, moment? He's dusted off the cobwebs and he is now oh, yeah. really kind of shining. Oh, here we go. Sorry. Josh McEatron. Do you remember him? I do, do you yeah. Remember him? I remember him. What happened to him? Let's have a look at his career quickly. Sorry, guys. You, we love a tangent. Man. Right, he's currently it's... at Milton Keynes. 29... Okay, so Chelsea, 11 appearances over five years. Um, Swansea loan, Middlesbrough loan, Watford loan, Wigan loan, Vitesse loan, obviously. Four years at Brentford, then Birmingham, then Milwaukee. So he's, yeah, just, okay, I feel a lot better now, guys. I feel I feel like I can move <laughs> on with the pod. What are we talking about? Skamaka. Um, yeah, the the handball, I, I do think it, it brushed his hand. And if we're going by the law, if they score, which we saw with Rashford against Everton... As, if exactly. it hits their hand, it's not a goal. Apparently, that's the letter of the law. So, regardless of how you know blatant it was or how minuscule it was, minuscule, if it if it leads to a goal, then it should be ruled out. And I don't know how the VARs missed that because I saw that from the replays. Yeah, it seemed pretty clear to me. So, just more inconsistencies overall, because it was a nice goal, but you saw from his celebration, he knew it was going to get ruled out. He didn't. He, didn't he stopped. Yeah. At all. He literally looked over the referee. Looked at yeah, the lines. Just like, yeah, I know, I know, I know, I know. I'm sorry. And then, and then nothing. Nothing. And then he just went mental, which I love. To be fair, I'm and already liking his his finger to the ear celebration. Trademark. Yeah, that. love that. Me too. I I'm liking him. I am liking him. He looks pretty good actually. He does, doesn't he? Um, he looks pretty good. Antonio, his goal was also handball. Pretty controversial. Yeah. It didn't really make a difference. Didn't really make end, a difference. It was exactly the same as Rashford's, basically. Yeah, so. some really poor officiating this weekend. Again, not even like I don't think they, they made any clangers. It's just the inconsistency. Like again, I'm feeling confused coming off right. this weekend. Okay, inconsistencies then and poor refereeing. What do you think about the penalty of Pereira on <laughs> Craig Dawson? I'll be honest. I think it's a pen. I don't. I think it's a pen. I don't. I don't. I really don't understand what what's wrong with it. I don't understand. I mean, initially he did just rugby tackle him, but that wasn't the pit. I think it was like the so referees literally him. like told him twice, and "Lad, like, stop it!" And the the one that caused the pen, he does just run into him with his arms up and it's like chests him. I just like it also just just runs into him basically. You're allowed <sighs> to stand your ground. He's not run into him. It's the other way around. I, it was it was stupid. quite it was quite harsh. It was especially as like because they gave him the that equalizer. Happens from constantly. That. Yeah, that happens all the time. You see people like. Pulling their shirts or like fucking pulling their hair. Like, remember Kukurea's hair got pulled? True, Nothing. True. That's way worse. Like, there's so many instances of people just wrestling. It's constant. I think the ref was kind of just like, I've told you twice. It's happened again. You've yeah, done but then it Dawson right just clotheslined him basically and they just fell over. Dawson, like, Dawson just stupid. showed his experience. What's Pereira supposed to do? Just like get out of the way or just be. I like, feel like. Oh, Pereira kind of lent into him though. It was a barge from Pereira. Yeah. He didn't just let Dawson run into him. He was. He he made the situation possible by being an idiot, but the actual penalisation there's there's nothing in it for me. It's just stupid. Mm. I'm sure if you did a freeze frame, there were other people doing the same foul in the box. Or well, what I worry no about fans. is like you know teams are going to look that and then just keep running into defenders 
and just exactly you know there's plenty of hot-headed players in the Premier League that will do the same yeah. as Andreas Pereira um yeah, I, it mate. was a bit of a weird call and I think in light of that on top of the handballs uh, something's got to give there you know stinker 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 and it kind of ruined the game as well didn't it was. like what a horrible way to, to concede an equaliser well 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 you've come a long way mate from last pod where you say referees can't ruin games true well well true. well it's true it's Andreas Pereira's fault I stand by it <laughs> <laughs> that's more like it okay uh, here's a last tangent from me on this game Dan James is a weird footballer He's had a weird career and he's moved around for way too much money yet and I don't think anyone knows if he's good or not apart from being very fast and pressing. I would Doesn't get a lot of goals or assists. Had that. I think he's moved for over 50 mil at this point and it feels like he's just a random player from the championship. So I understood the move to Leeds. It was a weird signing to Man United off the bat. I don't know what Man United's obsession with signing Dan James was from Swansea. Can I just add for 20 mil? It just, he'd never been on my radar. He scored a couple of goals in his first game, but then, you know, faded into obscurity. Fair enough. Yeah. Wanted by Leeds under Bielsa because he runs a lot. Fair enough. I understand that. Bielsa's really picky. Doesn't actually listen to his recruitment team. You know, it's just a blessing that he wanted anyone at all. So I, I get that. I, I get his transfer. What I don't get is a year later getting a transfer to Fulham. Now, as I understand it, looking into their transfer at the time, apparently Dan James didn't want to leave either. It was a necessity to move him on in terms of like what Leeds needs to do financially supposedly um, so yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's a journeyman career and you know he had, he had that breaking up such big bills like I know what do so people see money has been exchanged for this there must be something the data scientists are you know finding out about this guy because to the naked I eye think I don't get it myself because Man United made such a bad transfer initially it's distorted how people look at him because they're like well, he's a 25 mil Man United player, so he's probably pretty good. Mm. It's distorted the view because you, who would who would just go, oh, this Dan James guy, three goals last season, I'm going to buy him 25 mil. What you wouldn't? No, I, I, you would go nowhere near him. I think it's quite weird, to be honest. I think it's quite weird, and then to loan him weird at player. the end of the season as well just seems really weird. Something, something weird's going on. Maybe he fell out with Jesse Marsh when he came in. I don't know, yeah. um, but he's that player who will just have like. A speculative effort, which he did against West Ham, hits a crossbar, looks nice. But beyond that, what has he actually brought? I don't know, mate. If anything, he's just taking the place of other players with more product. I'd say. Yeah, I mean, I do feel Fulham were pretty unfortunate in this game, to be honest. Actually, yeah, I've got one more thought on Fulham. As I said last week, they weren't great again, and this is their this is that period now. They massively overachieved for the first sort of six games. And now things are starting to go against them. 50-50s aren't going their way. They've lost Mitrovic, so they've lost basically most of their threat mm. up top. This is where things get sticky now and heads start to go down. Yeah. So it'd be interesting to see how this plays out because this could be, before you know it, four or five losses on the bounce and pressure really rising. Yeah, and Mitrovic needs to get back sooner rather than later. I actually forgot that he wasn't in the lineup yesterday. That's probably why they're a little bit tame up front. But if you look yeah. at it from a half full kind of perspective half glass full all three goals were, uh, were avoidable I mean the last one you know their heads were down fair enough but the two goals they conceded the equaliser the penalty and Skamakas you could you could arguably say neither of them should have happened so you can take some That's solace I mean. from that things are going against them now and they've got to they've got to be strong against it okay fair alright let's move on I mean we've got two games Jesse left Marsh. should we just bin the final break and just power through these ones Yes, mate, that's exactly what I was going to say. Three minutes each. 
Bam, bam, bam. Yeah. Because, guys, you know what it is. We get to the end of the list, and these are the uneventful games. And we always put Spurs last. <laughs> hey, that's Comtable's problem. It's not our problem, all right? If there was more yeah. to talk about, we'd put it first. I mean, I keep putting them third, but Hugh keeps moving them last. He's got some sort of agenda. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even going to deny that. I quite, uh, I'll, I'll wear those stripes. That's fine. But no. Thanks. Firstly, Palace 2, Leeds 1. Um, mm. a, t- a, a game that both teams needed to win, I felt like. Yes, to really they both have less momentum. points than they should. Yeah, yeah, maybe Palace more so than Leeds. Um, Definitely. And yeah, it was a good game, wasn't it? Palace is always a good yeah. game to watch. They're one of my favourite teams to watch as a neutral. Well, interesting you said that. I'd like to break it down for you and explain why you like them so much. Okay. A, they're from London. That makes sense. True. B, they play Elise and Eze as box-to-box cams. Oh. Either side of Decore as the sole DM. Sound familiar? Oh, just bend me over. IU and Zaha <laughs> as wide forwards. And Edward in the Gabriel Jesus role. It's very attacking. Sounds very much like Arsenal's formation. A 4 1 4 1. I mean, you can take Patty V out of Arsenal, <laughs> but you can't take Arsenal out of Patty V. You had me at Ola Say as box to box cabs. Oh. Say it again. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so they are literally their sister to me mirrors Arsenal's quite a lot. Mm, they've got such an exciting squad for me. At least saying as as you say are two mavericks. Um, maybe I never Eze's. had them down as cabs though. I had them down as wiggers, so it's bold. It's very it's bold. bold. It's a lot of stress on the yeah. core, right? But then that link up between Zaha and Eze is ooh, <laughs> ooh, stop it. That is. You know there's going to be stepovers. You know there's going to be back hills. You oh, know but it's going it comes to be off. It's not as bollocks like a Wobie doing stepovers against Casemiro and losing the ball, conceding a goal. It's fucking when it works, it works so well and it looks so good. I mean, yeah, the build-up play for the winning goal by Eze, so nice. Oh, the back heel, the, back the calmness, heel. the composure of him to you know go oh. past one defender. They just smash it into the box. Who's their left back called? Tyrell. What's his name? Is it Tyrell. Sorry, Mitchell. Mitchell. That's it. He's good, you know. That, as you say, yeah, on that left-hand side, that link-up between ah, him... There, there's the option for England. Tyrick Mitchell. There's an option. Yeah. He's actually got a cap as well, so... I mean, I'd like to see it. I think he's brilliant. I've been seeing so many goals come from that left-hand side. Fair enough, he's playing yeah. behind Zaha, who will you know, take a lot of space away against the defenders, but it's still up to him to make the most of that space, and he, he does more often than not. I agree. There's two Palace players who should get in that England squad. He's one, Eze's the other. I agree. Hear me out. He's now playing as a number eight. If England adopts that a similar formation and they need a midfielder who can link up play, he's playing there for Palace and he's playing well and he's fun. So, why not? I mean, for the last 20 minutes against tiring legs, what's the harm? If we're chasing the game, we're going to go out anyway. I'd rather him go exactly. on than bloody war prowls or someone. Exactly. Unless it's a free kick, then get him on. Yeah, I know, I know. But I mean, let's talk about that second goal because for me, that was the best part of the game. Comes to Mitchell. He plays at the Zaha quick a quick one wasn't it it was quite quick and that little yeah. flick to Eze that releases him and then he faints he faints yeah. oh the faint and then bang oh I wish I could like we had like the ability to do replays of that goal because that was yeah. that was, that was well, sexy was in, like the screen where we could be like right here yeah yeah button. right here <laughs> <laughs> maybe in the future yeah. maybe in the future yeah I mean yeah so yeah I mean what can I say there was also let's talk about Leeds quickly um, yeah. Brendan Aronson I felt had a had a very strong game best game I think so far in a lead shirt mm. 
Mm-hmm. His uh, his run for the first goal coming in from the right, slaloming in, very messy esque. You know, just slaloming in from the right, going round about four players, hitting the post, which uh, shriek slotted in on the rebound. I'm glad someone did put that but, yeah. in, otherwise that would have been lost. That little amazing. Yeah, run. exactly. There's nothing worse, is there, than those kind of moves that don't end up in a goal because no. then they just they they never make it beyond that match. Yeah. Those little highlights. Yeah. There's so many great moments. So yeah, that was good. He's the most Leeds player I think I've ever seen. So he's like the most energetic player in a Leeds squad that is like the most energetic team. In the he league, is so. like Jesse Marsh's son. You know what I mean? Yeah, like if Jesse literally. Marsh could create a Captain America. This is going to be this is going to be like uh, Sarri and Jorginho. I think Jesse so. Marsh leaves. I think so. He's going. He's going with it for sure. I think so. I mean, the proofs in the pudding—they work really well for each other, don't they? Um, yeah. On a broader note, Leeds played really good direct attacking football. I thought they actually played really well. I thought they were actually quite lucky to uh, get nothing out of this game. And the two young Americans, most of the good play came from them, Brendan Aronson and Tyler Adams. Soccer has landed in England, and I <laughs> like it. Do you think that Americans may watch Leeds a bit more closely just because there is that American link-up? 100%. Because that's, that, that's, that's a big pull. It's a big draw, isn't it, for them? Yeah, 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 yeah. No, absolutely, and it's kind of like free marketing, isn't it? Because it's based on your personnel. Yeah. Anyway, that's it. That's all you get. Three <laughs> minutes. Let's go. One minute for the last game because we overran. Brighton nil, Tottenham one. Harry Kane with the only goal. I'm just going to say stuff, and then you can say stuff, and then we just wrap this mother trucker up. Okay, right. I like it. Unchanged lineup for Brighton, but a very different performance to the one versus Liverpool. Spurs did not give them any space, and they didn't commit very men forward. What, Conte, what does Conte Ball do? He just sit back, wait for the counter, and Brighton didn't really get to set their traps at centre-back or anything. Mm. It just wasn't that much for them to do. So Spurs did the job. A very nice cushion header from Kane from across from Son. I enjoy those kind of headers. Like a little... Yeah, nice I have to say, backwards. I don't really... I mean, how how he's able to do that, it's, it, it's a lot harder than it looks. It might just look like he's divoted his head, but his reaction time from leave, that leaving Son's foot it's, Him it's judging the trajectory and then already deciding which part of the head it needs to... It's just... It's a lot of math that Harry Kane had done in the space of a couple of seconds to get that goal in. Um, he scores goals. He scores goals, This guy dude. knows where the goal he is. He scores goals, Harry Kane. And like... And all goals. All, all the goals. goals. I need to give him more credit. I still don't think he's going to break hey. Shearer's record for some reason. But in terms of like a modern will, day though. perfect centre forward for the Prem, I think you have to say Kane is the one. Harlan needs a couple more years before you can add him, but yeah. Kane is so bloody consistent with it, isn't he? He's going to break the record because he won't retire until he's broken the record. He will keep playing. That might he be like the only thing he wins <laughs> in his career. Yeah, the way it's going. Yeah, yeah, because Conte doesn't do the cups very well. God, he does the league. You know what? He's got so eight goals in nine games in the league, which is crazily good record. But now it just doesn't. It just feels rubbish compared to a certain. Blonde Thanos over in bloody yeah. blue side of City, Manchester City. So <laughs> it's just like, yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. I mean, how many goals does he need to score? I think he needs to score maybe eighty more, something like that. Yeah, it's quite a few more seasons, but he's he's well on his way now. Yeah. It's gonna be it's gonna be interesting. Um, interesting. You talk about people scoring goals. Danny Welbeck had a lot of shots, <laughs> doesn't score many goals. That was annoying. I wonder if Deserby has tried to uh, make him more confident. Be like, I believe in you. 
forget forget what's happened in the past. You're good, but he's not. All of his shots were rubbish. Yeah, it's just the Danny Welbeck of Arsenal like, that I saw yesterday play. Yeah, mm. he should be looking for Trossard or Pascal Gross or someone else. He should not. He should be a foil to those two. He should be like Giroud. He's only allowed to play with his back to goal and make runs and decorates. He's not allowed to shoot. Thing is, I just love Danny Welbeck. He's such a good guy. So <laughs> I'm not going to say anything yeah, he's bad a good about guy. him. Bad finisher. I'm literally not going to say anything bad about him. Um, but I agree. Yeah. His shots were speculative at best. And yeah. they really they could do the centre forward if they're going to play that way. And I agree. I think their centre backs, which just kept playing them into trouble yesterday. I guess it's like against Liverpool, yeah. it could work really well. And this is the other outcomes. It, as you said, he's a maverick. So it could go either way. Don't know it, what performance he brings goals. Get. But unfortunately, even even the fun management of Deserbe could not make this an interesting game. Conte ball, mate. It's narrow, it's stubborn, it's unpleasant, and it wins. It gets points. Matches. Pragmatic at its best, I hate to say it. It is, isn't he's it? He's literally, he's the new Mourinho, isn't he? Because at the or end of the day, George they're Graham. only four points behind us, three points behind City, and you couldn't say that Spurs have set the, you know, the league on fire. They're not... I think they've had one noticeably good performance, which was the first, first one day, First day of the season, wasn't it? So, yeah. Yeah, again, proof in the pudding. Chelsea. You know, you, this is yeah. this is this is what they signed up for when they brought Conte in, and this is what he's delivering. I think respect. To be fair, I do yeah. want to end this pod on a Brighton-related topic, but you may or may not have seen the news today that Enoch Mwepu, the 24-year-old Zambian that Brighton signed for 18 mil, mm. I think two years ago, has sadly had to retire from a hereditary heart condition. Oh, yes, and uh, that's very sad. How crazy I didn't is that? Know that. It does happen. We've seen, you know, in the last 10 years, so there's been some heart-related retirements and some, you know, comebacks as well. But apparently, and let me let me quote this directly from the article so I don't get this wrong in any way, shape or form. But after tests with the medical team, I think when he went on international duty, he, had, he fell ill and they said the only option for him was to re- retire. These tests have concluded that his illness is due to a hereditary cardiac condition which manifests later in life and was not previously evident on regular cardiac screening. Sadly, this can be exacerbated by playing sports so Enoch has been advised that the only option for the sake of his own safety is for him to stop playing football. At 24. Bloody hell. That is heavy. Especially because it's just, it develops later in life. Mm, I mean, I'm glad they caught it early. We don't want to see another Fabrice Moamba situation or more recently Ericsson. Um, Exactly. I think there's there's much more awareness and seriousness put into this now. But yeah, that's really sad news to hear. I, th- I think so. I think so. It's such a young age to be robbed of it. I, I'm confident that Brighton's the kind of team that will make him like an ambassador um, or something along those lines. Like I'm sure he'll have a conti- continuing football, but I mean, obviously... Yeah, he- I mean, maybe he could just learn to be a coach. I mean... Or a coach, yeah. Off the top of my head, Nagelsmann, he had a career-ending injury at like 24 and he became a coach and True. Although he's young, his actually coaching pedigree is a good ten years already as a coach. Look at Ryan Mason; he also retired for a similar reason, didn't he, due to an injury? Or... So there's always pathways in football, and he'll have some good grace. But yeah, that sucks. Yeah, well, I'm sure you can join me on this, but we wish him the absolute best, and you know our commiserations yeah. as well. He was a bright talent. He was, he was a bright talent. Was. Um, but yeah, on a sad note, I guess we're going to end it there. Um, very somber somber tones somber tones but worth bringing up worth bringing up yeah I agree so yes we will be back I feel like we should do some more featured stuff outside of football game week reviews to be fair going forwards yeah well listen we've got socials 
right, you lot, we've got socials. If you want to feature, you tell us, you message us, all oh, right, I like that. and we'll do it. And what are those socials, Jack? From the backseat on Twitter, from the backseat football podcast on Instagram, LinkedIn, bind it off, mate. LinkedIn's <laughs> not for football podcasts. The content is too hot to be put on a platform that dry. Boom, boom. I can the Facebook page yourself. Plugged that like a G. Oh, you like TikTok? Got an account for that as well. Boom. If you want to see our faces, head over to TikTok. Exclusive face reveals going on that platform, mate. (laughs) (laughs) But we are thinking of diversifying the content. We may even try and bring this to YouTube at some point. Um, But any feedback is obviously very helpful for me and Jack. So please do get in touch. When we get our first ever bit of engagement, I swear we're going to be so happy. You could be the first, guys. Just pick up your fucking phone. All right. Exactly. Forget the misses. Fucker. It's about a football. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this has gone so downhill. Oh, we need to this is why we don't place. go off scripts. Yeah, because this, this, this is this is libel to happen. This is why we don't plug very well. But seriously, guys, yeah. get in touch. Listen to the pod. Share it around. Because um, we enjoy doing it, and we'd love to be doing this for the foreseeable. Exactly. And if you want to come on the pod, we'll consider it. Yeah. Do you know Patrick Bamford? Do you exactly. have his WhatsApp? Because then you what, can come what are you bringing to the table? What are you bringing here? <laughs> All right, Ollie Watkins' wife, Ellie. I'm still waiting to hear from you. You aired me on Instagram, but outrageous. We need the diary of a wag. <laughs> diary of a wag would be unbelievable. That'd be a great feature. We're gonna push for that. If you know any wags, please get in touch so we can interrogate them and what they do on match day. At what point do you not become a wag? Like, if you're the girlfriend of a part-time footballer at Dulwich Hamlet, are you a wag? <sighs> depends do they buy designer gear and do they have a job do they need to be full time and not employed yeah like the, the footballer needs to be full time no no you know what makes a wag is when they start posting themselves in their partner's jersey for whatever team they play for that's when you know they're a wag mm, yeah that's going to be a good the qualification okay okay alright well look the wag chronicles well, we're going to get to that but for now is the Champions League this week I think there is again, isn't there? Fuck. Okay, so we're back again on Thursday. Peace. Thank you for listening, guys. See you soon.